This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Welcome to another episode of the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Brian Walker, and today our guest is Patrick Egan of Spark Interactive. Hi, Patrick. How's it going today, Brian? Going well, going well. I'm excited to have you on the show today. I've known for a while that I wanted to have you uh, to have you on because I love what it is that you're doing in the industry. Thank you to our friends at RepairPal for providing you this episode. As shop owners, we were part of RepairPal Certified Network. You can learn more at RepairPal.com forward slash shops. So before we get started, why don't you take a, just a minute and, uh, and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and, you know, maybe some of your history in the automotive industry. You know, I've been a, you know, marketing and branding geek for 30 years or so, but uh, last 10 years I spent working in and around the automotive industry, uh, running marketing for Auto Vitals and AutoServe One and Kikui. Over that time, you know, spent a lot of time in shops. Uh, I think I stopped counting at about 2,000 shops and throughout that whole progress of just visiting shops you know that's been my primary my primary goal is to go out and visit shops and hear what your success story is what makes you tick and you know primarily to see how we can deliver a product that meets the needs you know a successful shop owner and over that 10 years i found that those amazing stories really need to be told and you know let's face it when i'm out visiting a shop i'm not going to buy anything from them so i figure they should be telling those stories to their customers and and to their prospective uh you know new hires so that's uh what i did uh, recently is jumped off and now full time i run around and listen to people's stories and help them share that stuff with their with their customers and you know, help them talk about the communities they serve and the customers they serve and why they're a little bit different or a little bit better than another shop down the road. That's in a nutshell what I'm doing today. So at Spark Interactive, the end product that you deliver, you know, of course, it's story, but you do that through video, right? Yeah. So throughout this 30 plus years history of marketing, I've found that invariably the biggest bang for the buck and the most impact I've had with any type of marketing is video. Um, even before, you know, now what's the, what are the stats, you know, something like 8 million hours of video are watched on YouTube every 10 seconds or something. I don't know. That number keeps going so high and I can't even keep track anymore. But for years, video has been the thing. It's the thing that keeps people engaged now anymore. People are more likely to watch a 15 second video about a topic than they are to read one sentence about the exact same topic and combining that with storytelling. I mean, storytelling, we can get into this in a little bit, but um, you know, I, I, you, you and I have talked about this before. Storytelling has some real science behind it. There's some stuff that goes on in your head that makes you stop and lean in and listen and really creates an impactful and engaging message to your prospective customers and, you know, shop owners, business owners, whoever, you can't be out there telling that story to everyone. So video is a perfect channel to do that. So it's out there 24 hours a day, increases your reach to wherever you can put a video and uh, it lets people hear that story again and again. Um, let's face it, nobody tells your story like you do, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's so interesting because you know, I think about it. It wasn't that many years ago when we did not have access to what we have access to now. And it seems like we've had it forever because it's so embedded into our lives. But it really was not long ago that if you wanted to create a video, it was it was a task. If you wanted to put it up on YouTube, you had limits of how long it could be and even just the Internet uploading that video. And now here we are, you know, basically walking around with a you know a television studio in our, 
studio in our pocket at all times. Right. Exactly. It's really amazing. So the ability to tell a story has never been better than it is now. I mean, a great example is uh, uh, Vision this past year. Uh, I went out and um, hung out with Sherry Hamilton, both of our good friends. She told a little bit of her story, but I did that back in 2012, working with another company. And, you know, I brought a camera crew with me. You know, we had 20 grand worth of camera rolling around, you know, and the 10 pounds of batteries and, you know, all that stuff and lights and cameras and, and mics and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, you're right. Now you can stick it all in your back pocket. Yeah. I mean, I saw you there doing that at Vision and uh, you were literally using uh, a small camera. It might have even been a cell phone. I don't remember. And then you had the little Bluetooth lapel mics and did a amazing job with it. When you watch that, honestly, it's better quality than what we would have watched on television 20 years ago, for sure. For sure. (laughs) Let's get into video a little bit and how uh, how shops are using it and how you've seen shops using it. So, you know, what are what are some of the most powerful ways that you have seen shops using video? In their marketing, there's lots of buckets to put that in. There is certainly a need shops need to do every day is do that personal, you know, here we are in the back of the shop kind of stuff. And like you said, you know, everybody's got a cell phone in their pocket. I talk about storytelling a lot, and I'm probably doing this backwards because I like to go out and I help them start that storytelling process. And you know, I'll bring all the gear and and yes, I do use a cell phone sometimes because my you know that iPhone 13 man, it's got a really nice processor in it. But uh, for that good, rich stuff, that interview type of uh, video, even like the stuff we're doing right now, you know, getting that deep depth and, you know, impactful video, that requires a little bit of professional gear. But, and those stories, I think, I really would do it. You know, I, I you know, we, we both talk about using video a lot. And I think a lot of shops take that to heart and they start using their phone. The thing is, though, there's a place for some of that DIY video. Uh, there's a place for some of the back of the shop fun and a lot of it is social media. You want to be relevant. You want to be out there constantly and, and people seeing that there's real people there. It's not, uh, it's not blue jumpsuit guy, right? <laughs> uh, which does not exist in the U S <laughs> but the really impactful stuff is your story, your authentic story about the people in the shop, the people who come visit your shop, your customers, your team, and how they got to where they are today talking about the customers and the community that they serve your customers talking about how much they love coming there, you know, why they came there in the first place, their origin story. I I sometimes hear some stories, like I mentioned, I've been visiting shops for 10 years and 2000 shops plus later, I tend to sit down and listen to those customer stories. I I went, I was at a, at a customer not too long ago. I sat down for an hour listening to these people. It was um, an amazing family talking about how long they've been coming there. Those are the really impactful things. Those are the things that set you apart and show this is what's going on in this business. It lets you kind of, um, you know, showcase your culture, you know, who you really are. Not so much like, hey, you know, we've got uh, a sale this weekend. Buy three tires, get one free. Come on down. Yeah, that's noise, right? And the storytelling stuff, we'll talk about that more. But yeah, there's some real stuff going on behind that storytelling stuff that that really attracts and engages a customer in, in a way that you know, marketing videos really can't. Yeah. We talk about it sometimes, you know, the difference between marketing and advertising and, you know, advertising is basically, this is what we do. This is where we are. Here's how to get in touch with us. Whereas marketing, what we preach to people is that marketing is about getting people to know, like, and trust you. Because when you get people to know, like, and trust you, you build clients that will stay with you forever and will refer their friends and their family to you. And those videos that you're talking about are the things that can help people to truly get to know, like, and trust you. 
And it's even beyond that, you know, it's knowing and liking and trusting you, but there's uh, there's almost, I, mean, I don't know if it's a trick or not, but uh, the stuff in your head that when you start hearing the stories about authentic people, you know, there's a frontal cortex starts listening to your story and realizes that it's a story and not an advertisement. And it goes, oh, wait a minute, this is some real stuff we should listen. And it's actually the same thing that filters out advertising buzzwords and noise. I mean, you probably do it every day. You're scrolling across a website. There's all kinds of stuff that flies by that you don't even see or hear anymore because your brain is just filtering it out. But as soon as it kicks in and realizes that it's a story, it turns on other pieces of your brain that go like, you know, it's almost like, hey guys, come on in, let's listen to this. It's a, it's a real thing. Come on, let's go listen. That's what gets people to get engaged. The first part is what is it, serotonin that uh, kind of kicks in and wakes you up and makes you want to either, you know, the fight or flight kind of thing, but that wakes you up and go like, oh, I should listen. And then the empathy drug kicks in and makes you now want to relate with the people that are telling that story. Uh, just like, you know, when you listen to stories from your kid, you kind of sit in your back and you you start to listen and you you engage and you you start to create a relationship with the speaker or the characters that they're building in there. You start to build a story in your mind. You're starting to know these people and you feel like you actually know these characters and you know you want to go look them up on the internet and that kind of thing. That's the kind of relationship that you start building when you're hearing these story videos. And it's, it's just kind of an amazing thing. Uh, it just kind of latches on to people. Brands have known for you know a long time how powerful storytelling is because what they'll do is they'll take their advertisements and they'll, they'll embed it into a story. You know, you think of you think of what happens with reality television now where a brand will pay to have their product embedded into it. It might be an energy energy drink that is in a person's hand that is in this reality show and they're paying for it. And we have no idea that they're advertising to us, but it's part of that story is that that person is drinking that energy drink. Oh, I want to try that energy drink. You're right. And that's exactly right. And it's it's the kind of thing that I think the stats are. You can try and deliver data or information. Like, with a, like when you watch a PowerPoint presentation, so a lot of people just like to call them death by PowerPoint. You, you fall asleep and you're not paying attention. It's really good information. But if you build that into a story, you get the same information. But the story kind of fills in the blanks. It lets you start to, you know, in the back of your mind, you go, oh, yeah, I, I remember a time when something like that happened to me also. Or, I mean, we're thinking in stories all day long, you know, whether you're thinking about going to the, get groceries after work or you got to get gas, you know, like, oh, geez, I need to get gas on the way to work. So I should go this way instead and stop by that gas station. And like, oh, you know what? I remember when I went down that way last time, it was construction and all this stuff's going on in your head. Um, so you're you're constantly thinking in stories and that's the way your brain is is wired. So when you hear a story, you just kind of relate to it. It's kind of interesting. Teaching is always storytelling. It's the same kind of thing. You know, you're talking about storytelling. I know that the service that you provide is to go out to these shops and create these videos to tell these stories. What are the main, like, what are the primary videos that you see that every shop needs and the story within each one of them that gets told? Yeah, for sure. There's, um, you know, over this 10 years, I mean, it's not just, you know, yeah, I go out and I shoot videos. You know, I'll tell you, I'm probably not the best videographer on the planet. I, for a while, I was using other people to shoot the videos. So they're probably better at it than I am. It's the interview style and the the system that I've kind of built around this thing has, like you said, there's, there's some key components. So there's your business story. The business story is the business owner, some key members of the team, a couple of customers talking about not why the shop is we do breaks and we do transmissions and alignments. It's talking about 
you know, we've been here for 35 years. My dad came down here, um, you know, struggled for a little while. We got the place going. I took it over from him when I was, you know, you know, 10 years ago. You know, now we're serving the entire community of, of you know, fill in the blanks town. Talking about how they how they serve that community, how they interact with it. You know, usually the business owner will talk about the types of community give back things they do. You know, we give away a car every year, or you know, we interact with the boys and girls clubs. Um, you know, the best ones are you know some fabulous shops where they have an art show in their in their lobby, and they clear out all the desks, and they they have art all around the room, and they invite in a whole bunch of of uh, local artists to to come and. And showcase their awesome stuff, and it has nothing to do with auto repair. So those kind of stories make people start to think, "Oh man, I want to go there." Like, oh, while I'm there vi- watching art, you also work on BMWs. I have a BMW. Maybe I should get my car worked on there. And then hearing those stories about their customers too, and about the team members that work there. So you start to again, you you get this whole idea of their culture and their uh, you know their interaction with the community. Those story videos are are crafted in a way where you know, it's not a talking head. You know, it's not just one guy talking to the camera. You see a lot of what's going on inside the shop, above the shop, around the shop, you know, customers coming and going and, and guys actually working on the shop in the back. And then we split that stuff up into two others where it's specifically your customers. So a whole story of just your customers. I call them raving fans talking about how they got there in the first place. You know, the first time they came in, you know, my car broke down on the side of the road and the shop owner picked me up at three o'clock in the morning in his personal car. And he took me to, you know, the Motel 6 and paid for it because I lost my wallet. And then he took me to train in the morning. And, you know, now I come there forever and I've been bringing my cars here for a thousand years. And, you know, that guy's a customer forever. And, and it's not the kind of people who are trying to siphon money out of your wallet. It's the kind of people who are looking for a long-term relationship. And that's, uh, the focus on the team, the focus on the customers and building long-term profit. Third leg of that stool is the team. And probably this is the should be the first leg of the stool because I think most of the successful, really successful shops that I work with, they focus on the team first. Take care of your team. They're going to take your cost, take care of your customers. Your customers become long-term sales. Let's face it. You know, we're talking about retail sales. And the team story is really about the people who work there, why they love you, why they love working every day. You know, again, one of the big questions I, I ask people, and again, it's all interview style, and that's what really brings it out. It's, it's not, let's read from a script. Tell me your journey. What makes working here, wow, I get to go to work today, instead of like, oh, geez, I got to go to work today? Those are two, you know, it's the same words, but uh, it's the exact, it's a different feeling. And invariably, you hear these stories from, from the team in the back of the shop and in the front of the shop talking about how they love working there, uh, how they wouldn't work anywhere else, you know, why they got there in the first place. You hear these amazing stories about how this business owner, you know, brought me in when, you know, I didn't have any other options, uh, you know, helped me get through school, paid for some of my tools. And, uh, you know, I've been here for 15 years now. I'm a master uh, uh, tech and, you know, paid for all my ASC stuff, sends me to training, sends me to vision, sends me to Apex. You know, that guy's an employee for life. And those are the kind of people you would really like to be getting out there and telling their, co- their friends. And a lot of times, that's not their job. They should be in the shop working, right? <laughs> so those three pieces are the real, that's the real foundation of a, a really good storytelling system. I, I call it a mini doc. It's a, a documentary system that, that helps you tell your complete story and your culture about what's going on. And face it, that, that kind of team story, that's great for recruiting. 
I mean, if you go to somebody's webpage and everybody needs uh, technicians right now and two shops, maybe right across the street from each other, their job description is exactly the same. I need an A-tech, you know, I need this guy that has these skills. If you go to the one that has that job description or you go to the one that has that story of the guys in the back of the shop talking about why they love working there, seeing the shop, seeing how brightly lit it is and, you know, the great layout and, you know, people are actually having fun in the back of the shop and, you know, a professional team up front supporting a professional team in the back. Those are some amazingly powerful, engaging stories. It's great stuff. Our friends at RepairPal are making today's episode possible. Don't lose work to your competition. Today's consumers check pricing during all stages of the repair process, before, during, and after. Did you know that 81% of them do online price comparisons before making a purchase, and customers that check your price after they've already authorized the work do so after calling the competition? But RepairPal, the largest auto repair network, has a solution. Their fair price estimator tool can be put on your website to help you build trust with consumers up front to demystify price, help educate consumers about what's involved in the repair, bring you higher web traffic, and prevent your customers from calling your competition. You have to be in it to win it, so head on over to repairpal.com forward slash shops and set up a call to learn more about becoming RepairPal certified. When you sign up, you'll get one month of service free and save $150 off certification. That's repairpal.com forward slash shops. It's not like it, it used to be where people kind of settled for whatever job they could get or just the job that happened to pay the best or was the closest to their home or whatever. Now they're truly looking for that great culture. And a person, I have personally seen someone leave a job that paid better for a job that was going to give them a higher quality of life. And it's happening more and more and more. And if you can prove that the grass truly is greener at your shop, then you get a leg up on all of these other shops that are also out there trying to hire those same techs that you are. Great idea with what you're doing there with that video. You know, these are the videos that you do. These are the professional videos where, where you come in and you bring all of your equipment and everything. But you touched on it earlier. But what about the, you know, the shop owner or the staff pulling out that cell phone and doing those raw in the moment videos? Like I said, I like to teach that there's a culture of storytelling. I mean, it's not just a one and done kind of thing. Sure. I mean, I'm in business and I'd love for you to you know, pay for me to come do it. That's almost a little bit of throwing your money away because once you start doing that, you need to keep it going. You need to keep that whole culture of storytelling alive and well, especially after you've done all these interviews with your team and hearing what they really have to say. Keep it going. Uh, get in the back of that shop. You know, they maybe got became comfortable with. Uh, being asked to be on camera. Let's get back in there now. Maybe a couple of them really liked it. You know, get back in there or even let them continue that story. A lot of times it's more beneficial to have one of those team members doing the the video of like, hey, check this out. Today we've got this um, right-hand drive Toyota Land Cruiser imported from Japan and haven't seen one of these in a, a few months and goes through the whole thing, talks about what's going on in the shop. Those are fun and they have a lot of you know, it's not just the fun and the and the the relevancy that you're getting out there. There's a lot of benefit too. I mean, every every piece of that spoken word content, and we can talk about this in a minute too. There's a lot of SEO benefit to that, and that's something that people really don't realize. Even in this podcast we're doing, I'm sure when you're you're done with this, you'll post it up there. The transcript of this video is going to be out there for Google to to eat. Google knows that spoken word content from a video is far more authentic than any kind of marketing keywords that you can pack in your website. 
Well, I mean, there's so much that you that happens when you're just talking naturally. Words that you will use that when people are searching, you would have never thought to just put that on your website. Exactly. It's gotten so good now, especially when your videos are put on something like YouTube, uh, you know, which, of course, Google owns YouTube. Their artificial intelligence, we don't even need to transcribe the videos anymore. They know exactly what's being said in the video. You know, how many times do you do a search for how to do something now? Not only do they show you the video, but they bring you to the spot in the video where your question is answered. It's incredible. Now, we will still transcribe videos more often, you know, write a blog, an accompanying blog post to a video when it's, uh, you know, that, that type of video. But yeah, you don't even have to do the transcriptions anymore because... They know every word being said. And we do the same thing, too. You know, if you want, we can talk about, you know, the difference between YouTube videos and then hosted videos. You, know, you really need to have a presence in YouTube. Absolutely. Put your videos in YouTube. Put them on Facebook. Put them on Instagram. Put them in Twitter. But one thing I will mention, this is one key thing I keep finding over and over and over again, that YouTube, Google is in business for their business. If something is free, you're not the customer. <laughs> if something is free, you're the commodity. So having free access to a video server and hosting it on your website, you're just giving them something. They're not really giving you anything. So, for example, hosting a YouTube video on your website tends to do kind of the opposite of what you want it to do. Because you go to that site and like, check out that video. That's awesome. And the first thing you do is you click that YouTube button and boom, you're gone. And, you know, the next thing you're doing is watching uh, SpaceX or Cats. um, uh, I have to keep calling up a couple of customers of mine. I'm like, I got to really thank you. I was on your website yesterday and I learned the most amazing stuff about how to fly drones. And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, I watched a video for about 30 seconds. And then the next thing I knew, I was watching uh, instructional videos about how to fly my drone for three and a half hours. It was great stuff. <laughs> and I completely forgot about why I was going to go to that guy's website in the first place. Having that control over your website. And, and you know, you guys do this as well, too. You're You're driving traffic to your customers' websites, you want them to stay there. You want them to stick around for a little bit and not bounce off 15 or 20 seconds. And, um, you know, there's a lot of, there's, there are other reasons too. You've got uh, advertisements flying in there, sometimes inappropriate stuff as well too, that you don't want to appear on your website. You want a professional image. But again, not to say that I have to do it for you, but definitely hosting a video on, on a video server that's not YouTube is a great option for your website. But again, Put videos in, in YouTube. You need to put them out there. Anything that you have, it needs to be in YouTube for sure. So, you know, let, let's get back to that that whole thing about people doing their, their own videos. Like you said, you know, you're going to be there for a certain amount of time. You know, you're not going to be back at their shop every month shooting videos. And you don't want these things to just fall off. And we talk about how, you know, people watch these documentaries and uh, reality shows and all that. And they, they feel like they personally know the person and you're able to do that same thing when you have that consistent video presence where people not only know you the owner of the shop but also know your staff and that comes back to that no like trust thing even going further to the culture we know that where there are happy employees there are going to be happy customers i've never seen a business where the employees were happy that and the clients were not served incredibly well but I've seen a lot of them where the employees were miserable and the clients were not served well at all. You can tell so much through these videos. You you do feel like you get to know people. You get to you get to understand their their knowledge. You know, so yes, these professional videos, you've got to have them. 
that's what you you don't want to do an amateur video and stick it on the homepage of your website. No, you want your professional image to appear as professional as possible, right? But the day-to-day social media stuff, on the other hand, you know, that's where you get out that phone and you don't so much worry about the lighting and the audio and all that. You just get the story told. It, it's just amazing what we can do with video now. You know, you talked about it some with uh, with where to host the videos, but other than, you know, hosting them on something like, I believe you use Wistia, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, which is an amazing video hosting platform. And you can take that and you can embed it into your website. But aside from the website, where else should people be using these videos? Um, the videos that we create, even the storytelling stuff. So I think you brought up too, it's like, you know, I'm there and I'm, and I'm not coming back anytime soon. You know, some shops actually do do a refresh every six months or so, uh, but still that's a cost and it's, and it's, you know, time and effort while we're there though, to produce these storytelling videos, you know, we're gathering seven, eight hours of content and, you know, the stuff that's used for the, the stories is great, but you've got a ton of other content that your marketing team or your, you know, you yourself should be slicing and dicing up, you know, those, those customer stories, whether we shot them on site or whether you're you're going to keep doing it, like, you know, like I said, whip out your cell phone and, and ask your customers some stories, taking either the content that we produced and continuing to use that. So take that one customer that came in and talked for an hour, 15 seconds of that stuff should be out in every social media channel you can think of. And again, those authentic types of stories, whether they're working with a marketing company like yours, um, whether they're doing their own social media posting, uh, we even do that kind of stuff too. Uh, again, you know, it comes back to, uh, you know, are you a DIYer uh, out crawling under your car and, and uh, changing your oil or are you taking your car to the shop? It's the same type of thing. Sure, you can do it yourself, but all of that additional content you should continue to use constantly. Put it out in Twitter, put it out in Facebook and Reels and in posts, um, put it out in Instagram, put it out in TikTok. The more you're out there and the more often you're out there with, again, authentic stories about real people, that's just makes you relevant. It sees that there's real people out there. You see that culture again and again. Yeah. Like I said, you know, seven, seven, eight hours of content. That's a lot of video to use uh, for all kinds of different purposes. We have a mutual client that we built a website for and we needed images and we were able to get into the videos and pull some images that we needed. It can be a little fun going through stuff frame by frame to get that perfect shot. But when you don't have the photography, it came out great. So like there's so much that you can do with it. But the short, short, short format video is huge right now. If you get a one minute customer interview, 15 seconds of that, you know, that person going like, this place is great. I've been coming here for years. You know, I wouldn't go anywhere else. Boom. That's it. You know, <laughs> that's uh, and then you've got your, you know, your splash screen on the back of that. It's great. Great stuff. I've seen some of the stuff that you guys do and that's really nice. When it comes to, let's say that somebody wanted to do, they wanted to do this themselves. Let's be real. Most shop owners are not going to do the professional style videos and create a super high quality product because it's just like, the person working on a car in their driveway. Yes, they can change their oil. They can change their air filter. But when it comes to the bigger repairs, they're not going to be able to do that with the same quality as bringing it into a shop. It's the same exact thing with the video. But, you know, we've got people listening here that they're uber talented when it comes to so many different things. So, you know, that person that can pull it off, 
what kind of equipment and knowledge are they going to need to be able to do something like this? Sure. You don't need a lot. I mean, you know, I've got tens, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars of camera gear laying around that I probably don't even use anymore when I travel to a customer site. Because, I mean, anymore, you know, you've got something like this. This is a, a pretty inexpensive rig. But even this, you know, this lens is uh, three grand. The body was $1,000. For those who are listening, what are you holding up there? Oh, sorry. Yes, I forgot. We're not always a video. This is a, a basic camera that I use. And I talked a little bit earlier about the, the image quality. So it's a Canon camera. Um, it's called an M50. It's a, a mirrorless camera. The body itself is relatively inexpensive. You don't have to have a $20,000 video camera. This thing, the body itself goes for about 700 bucks. You can get those all day long. But the lens, that's the key thing, having a really good quality lens. This thing's called a Nifty 50. If people know, or it's a 50 millimeter lens. And it, uh, it, that's what creates, you know, you always see these, um, the movies where, you know, the guy on frame is all crystal clear and everything behind him is all fuzzy. And that's the kind of image you create with that type of thing. But let's face it, I'm talking to you right now on my iPhone. It's got great quality camera. And for B-roll stuff, I use it a lot because you can do a lot of that cinematic type of video with it. You can make it blur out the background. It might not be as high quality. It still can shoot in 4K. The audio quality is not bad, but you have to also make sure you get some of these things. You've got to get a good quality lav mic. Getting the audio right up next to your subject is really important. You know, we talked about those uh, Bluetooth mics that I that uh, you and I used uh, in the past as well at Apex. Those are pretty good. Um, and you and I actually found out a problem with that is Bluetooth cuts out sometimes. <laughs> so, and there's connection problems. The thing that I found is simple is great. So if you take this thing and you plug it right into your cell phone and it's a piece of wire, there's no connectivity issues at all. Even though we're talking about video, is the audio. Because even though people are watching your video, if it sounds bad, they're going to turn it off. What really draws them in is that good sound, good quality audio. Uh, if you're shooting in the back of the shop, don't worry too much about noise that's going on in the shop. Because you're in a shop, you know, showing the working life of what's going on inside of your business is really showing your culture. I mean, let's face it, you know, we all want to see, you know, the technician in his natural environment, you know, up ahead is the technician. He's under a car today. The gazelle might find him. Those are pretty key, but lighting too. Don't worry too much about it, but most shops have already got that down. I mean, you've got some great lighting in there because if you're already treating your team members right, you've got some good lights back there or just open up the bay. You know, there's that big bright light right out there and get some light in there and show what it looks like. You know, it's always best to show a bright, happy environment and take a look around. This is the one thing I always recommend, even when I go out and shoot, when I, when I help people do their own thing. And, and you're right, you know, not everyone will do this. Not everyone brings their, their car in for oil changes to do their own. Uh, so I, I coach people as well to make sure you're, you're doing things, you know, you're setting yourself up well. So look around, see what's in your shop. Are there cores laying around all the ground? Um, you got greasy um, countertops in your in your waiting room. Clean that stuff up. Have you got um, soda bottles sitting on the on the counter? Clean things up before you start shooting. Take a look around and see is there anything there that you don't want to appear in the video. It's really key. And then keep it that way afterwards. Right. You know, <laughs> once you've done it. You know, I find the same thing too. I clean out my car and I'm like, well, I should do this all the time. <laughs> you know? 
same thing with my desk, you know, I clean my desk up. Like, oh, I really like working here better. But yeah, those are some key things. And yeah, you can do it with a cell phone. Make sure you've got a good quality mic. A wired lab mic works great. You know, you can get all kinds. You know, I've got this here is a Sennheiser wired, uh, wireless. Um, you need two of these. This is the receiving end. There's a transmitting end. They each cost six to 700 bucks. If you're going to be shooting two or three videos a month, that's a lot of money. And same thing with that camera. If you're going to be shooting a couple of videos, just use your camera. A lot of the video I shoot, I use a drone. And I fly that around the shop. I fly it through the shop. You'll see in some of the videos that I do that it looks like a drone, and it's not. <laughs> um, it's me running around with a gimbal, pretending I'm a drone. But even still, I, you know, I've got some expensive drone gear, but I mostly use this little guy right here. This is a DJI Mini 2. They go for about 600 bucks. The all-in package is about... A little bit over a thousand dollars for everything you need to shoot drone stuff. It's like learning any other tool. Once you learn how to use it, video quality turns out great. You don't have to have a three thousand dollar drone. Mine sits over there on the shelf collecting dust. Yeah, there's a lot of things that you can do relatively inexpensively. But if you want that drone look again, so um, get yourself a, um, a gimbal. And a gimbal is a little thing that you attach to your phone basically and it keeps it steady so you can run around and it keeps it looks right at your at your subject no matter where you are it's keeping focus on that subject and it, and it looks like a drone shot so you know running through the front door running through your shop and i, I literally mean running too so, you know, some of that stuff is pretty good but yeah, again it's the cell phone that's taken a lot of that video imagery and it's really good you know it's, it's great quality i will say however for quick videos it's great but the big part of it is the editing in a professionally done video, you know, I mentioned, you know, we spend seven, eight hours working on videos. It might take for one three-minute video, 20 hours of editing time. So that's, uh, you know, think about that. Do you have 20 hours actually after you shoot all that stuff? And, and let me tell you, the more stuff you shoot, the more you have to edit. And until you get in there and actually start trying to edit something you don't have the appreciation for someone who knows how to cut things and where to cut them. And it can be so frustrating because you're like, man, I've seen these other videos that look great, but mine just doesn't. And it's because you don't have the eye for it. Like I am not a creative person. I do not have a creative bone in my body. I'm a very technical person. So I know how to click all the buttons. That's not a problem. But the end product just doesn't look like somebody who's got the eye for it. Again, it's back to that professional quality. It's not just the shooting. It's not just the gear. The real end result is in the editing. And um, yeah, it's not just your time, too. You end up having your family hate you, too. It's like, <laughs> put some headphones on. <laughs> this has been great. I want to talk a little bit about, you know, if somebody wanted to work with you, to have you come to their shop, which that's, that's one of the big differences here is a lot of companies that provide video services, if they're not local, they're going to find someone else that's going to come out and shoot the video. You don't do that. You actually, you go on site you spend how long? I'll spend a day. A day could be six hours. It could be 10 hours, you know, depending on what's going on, depending on the size of your shop, depending on what you want to do. I've been at shops, multiple locations where we want to shoot some of the, both the team, get some of that B-roll, B-roll, the background stuff at, at multiple locations. Um, that might take a couple of days, even. The the one mutual customer we're talking about, let's plugs, fine tune auto. You know, I was out there for three days with him. He's got another shop opening up soon, so we're going to go back and do some more. But yes, I spend the day on site. I get in there first thing when you open up. It's good to get some customers that know they're going to be on camera 
but let's get the ones that are just walking in the door. It's like, hey, you know, we're shooting a documentary here today about customer service and why you love this shop. Would you like to talk about it? Absolutely, I would. A lot of people don't. But, uh, you know, the ones that do, they boy, they really want to. <laughs> and you're right. A lot of companies will send out some local guy um, who may be fabulous. And I used freelancers for a while as well, too. So I, I tried that model out. But um, it all goes back to what we talked about in the beginning. I've been visiting shops for 10 years. You know, I've been in over 2,000 shops. I know how to talk to your team. I know a way around a shop. I know your wants and needs. I know what makes you successful. I probably know your story already before I walk in the door. So I know the right questions to ask. I know how to frame it right. I know what what things we need to get on on camera. So we do a basic package that is the four, actually the three videos and, and a couple others um, that I talked about before that um, is about between seven and $7,500. And that gets you those three, those three story videos, a video that's your appointment. It's um, a what to expect kind of video. So it sets the tone, you know, the kind of thing that you have on your appointment page. It says, hey, thanks for making an appointment. Fill out the form down below and give us all your information. Tell us why you're coming. You know, make sure you pick a couple of dates. And more importantly, things like if you get here after hours, we've got a Dropbox. You know, fill out the form, put your keys in the box, and we'll see you later. Uh, we'll text you, whatever. Again, that whole expectation, you know, what to expect when it happens. So they tell you things like, you know, throughout the process, we're going to be notifying you through text messages and email messages telling you what's going on with your vehicle. If you need a loaner, let us know. We've got a loaner cars for you. If you need a ride home, we've got a shuttle service. No problem at all. Uh, if you want to stick around, we've got a beautiful waiting room here with plenty of coffee and this really nice uh, fish tank that you can look at and you can watch your car getting worked out in the back there. Obviously, a lot of shops don't want people to hang around, but sometimes it's a necessity. Yeah, all that stuff about setting expectations, that's really key too. Another thing we do too is uh, as long as we're there and telling stories, let's do, you know, we talked about Google a lot. We'll do a, a street view shot too. So we'll use a 360 camera and do 360 images throughout your, your business in the front of the shop, in the back of the shop, around the building. So that just like when you're going into Google Street View now and trying to see what does that shop look like, I want to actually see what it looks like inside. And let's face it, most, uh, most customers have never seen under underneath their car ever. So we'll shoot a 360 video underneath the car so you can look around, look up and and see what's going on. Hopefully they don't see something that the technician didn't see. <laughs> so when you do that, that includes all the travel and everything, right? Depending on where they are, you know, we sometimes have to add a upcharge for, for airfare. And the reason I do that is not because I want to make it more expensive for someone. It's actually the opposite because I did have a, a few comments from, you know, I live out here on the West coast and a couple of customers said, well, boy, you're, you're charging me the same amount as that guy out in Maryland. I feel like I'm getting ripped off. <laughs> so uh, we do add in a surcharge, not for just for the airfare. Travel is travel. So if I've got to be in a hotel overnight. That is very reasonable, though, because you're talking about something that you're creating that's going to live on their website and at other places. I mean, it could live there forever. It'll eventually, after many years, get outdated. But this thing is going to continue to work for you over time, like 24-7. Yeah, and a big thing too, and I keep bringing this up, and I didn't know how to relate how valuable this is. All of that content, the seven, eight hours of content um, that we shot on site, 
that's all yours. I have worked with, like I mentioned, I used freelancers in the past and, you know, we've all dealt with wedding photographers where here's your photos. If you want the negatives, call me back in 10 years and you can buy them. This content is yours. It's everything that we record there is yours to use for whatever marketing purposes and your marketing company, like you guys, oh, they love it because now you don't have to send a guy out, you know, you know, every one of your marketing companies is going like, we need you to go walk out in front of your shop and take a picture of the front of it. Okay. They don't ever do it. And if they do, you know, it's upside down and sideways, you know, there's, it's smudgy or fuzzy or, you know, there's a guy sitting over sleeping in the front of your shop. You didn't know it was there. Um, so you've got all that stuff. And again, it's reusable again and again and again. And the hosting, you know, I talked about hosting those videos. You get that included in the package too. So uh, we host your videos and up to a hundred more videos that, that you might create or we create or your marketing team creates, put all that stuff in the same place. So you've got one place to keep track of all of your videos, whether you download them, export them somewhere else, that's fine too, but at least you've got them in there. So it, there's a lot more value to it. Um, and even if you were to call up one of those local guys, Joe's video house in town, first of all, probably the last thing he did was shot a coffee shop. So, you know, you might not know what, uh, what, did, what they're talking about, but they're going to be probably more. And they'll probably charge you 10 grand to do one video and you don't own the content. They give you that video on a disc and you're on your own. So, yeah, it, there's a lot of value to it. And uh, it's mostly labor. We all know labor hours. That's really what it's all about. So if somebody wants to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to do that? You can go visit sparkinteractive.com. Visit the website, click on the contact us button there, and I'll get back to you right away. Or give me a call. I'm welcome to give out my cell phone all the time. So 805-403-3462. Just don't do it while I'm doing a podcast because I won't answer. <laughs> yeah, give me a call. Uh, reach out to me on the web and uh, we'll come out and listen to your story. Well, Patrick, it's been great having you on here today. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for being here. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it, Brian. Thanks. You've been listening to the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast with Kim and Brian Walker. Follow the podcast on your favorite listening app. Find their emails in the show notes and visit them at shopmarketingpros.com. Let Kim and Brian know what you want discussed because they're all about advancing the aftermarket.